You just got served up another episode of the Big Boys Podcast. You ever think to yourself, I'd like to have a movie starring the boy band B2K? Well, somebody did back in the early 2000s. That's right. This week, we're discussing the 2004 dance drama, You Got Served. So join us on the dance floor this week on Big Boys. Prepare to be mesmerized and or mortified. Well, what's happening there? Old Souls here had himself in that. You son of a... Ah, yeah, clever. Kind of soft and only like in one ear. I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Look at those boys, ain't they? With Brian Hickey and John the Great. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another beautiful, fantastic episode of the Big Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hickey. With me, as always, is my cohort, my co-conspired in all things podcasting, Sir John the Great. Johnny Boy, what's new with you? What is new with your junk? Um, well, most directly, I'm giving strong thought to ordering pizza after we get done with this. But yeah. I, I realize that like that's my new way of just checking in with you is just asking what's new with your junk. But it, it does tickle me when you when you say something that is sounds like it would be alarming to relate to your junk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in response. <laughs> What's in with your junk? Well, I'm thinking about getting some pizza. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I might want to let that cheese cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not to kink. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> guess it wasn't red enough. He had to throw some tomato sauce in the mix. Yeah. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't knock it till you tried it. <laughs> Ah, uh, you know what? I will neither knock it nor try it. There, that way I'm Fair safe. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is um what episode? This is a uh, season three, episode three. three. Um, this is us uh, us reviewing the the great, the fantastic, the one of a kind. You got served, starring Omarion and Marcus Houston from the legendary boys uh, boy band group B2K. And, I completely uh, forgot in, about that group, to be honest. Oh, me too, buddy. I, if this movie didn't exist, I, I probably would have never remembered them yeah. at all. I'm so trying to think, think if I ever actually even knew. Thank the heavens. Yeah. Well, I remember watching this at my cousin's house when I was, I guess, because this was like 2004, so I must have been 14 or so. Yeah. You know, this is about the time that I was discovering that TRL was a thing, um, even though I think it would shortly be canceled uh, only in you know, a handful of years after this. But watching this definitely brought back me back to eighth grade, ninth grade, you know, of just like, oh, wow, yeah, this is, uh, this is, because it's weird because I don't think it was like a MTV produced movie, but they certainly did a lot of promotion for the movie on MTV. Like, I remember they had a lot of like, like little dance battle reality shows, like helping promote this. And of course, maybe it's because they have like some, uh, <clears throat> they had like some TRL DJs in the movie, you know, so maybe they were helping promote that as well, just to, in order to, you know, bump up their star meter, you know, like Lala's in this, which I 
you know, had forgotten about her for a while. I wonder what she's doing. Yeah, I'm not even Man. sure which one that was. <clears throat> she's the um, the gal talking to camera at the end of the film, you know, giving the oh the host, here. yeah, yes, for the yeah, dance yeah. battle. Yeah, and that was hosted by MTV in the show, so MTV definitely got plugged like in the movie. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't like that was where it, it kind of got weird to me. I was like, okay, this is definitely like MTV is definitely a proponent of this film, but I didn't see in the in beginning or ending logos of like an MTV film. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think it was an MTV film. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You know, uh, a lot of times I go back and watch movies from this area, oh, oh, four, early to mid two thousands, and I don't feel like a lot of them feel dated. This one feels very dated. Like, yeah, well, and the uh, mortal words of um, that uh, was it a Timberland song they they played like five times throughout the movie. I I don't I don't recognize any of the music in this movie. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if our viewers are surprised by any of this, but this is not my usual bag. So this was all no, a brand yeah. new experience for me. Yeah. This is this is kind of in my bag, man. I liked I enjoyed the soundtrack to this, except for like there's like one part in there where they they'd put like an 808 beat under a Claire de Lune. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and when he was like shooting basketball, and I was like, huh. Yeah, it like, was like under uh, Beethoven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like either yeah, either use Beethoven or or get another fucking. Or pay or play that fucking Timberland song for the seventh time. Like this is just this is gross. Man, Timberland's Dude, cleaning yeah. up on this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if you don't know now, you gotta find out. Because I do remember there was that good seven-year period because of this movie. Everybody was saying you got served over like everything. But it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's a. It's. It's. It's just a. The worst scathing harshest thing you could ever say to a human being you know yeah same you know call somebody a a, a motherfucker or you know or, or just a, a a bastard or uh you know just any anything more is more thoughtful than saying that you got served yeah it's like you call them that and they're just like whatever man sticks and stones yeah. like you got served that's across the line <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> Do you not believe in souls? Because you just killed nine. How fucking dare you to tell someone, not only to just serve someone, John, but to, to inform them afterwards that not only are they suckers, but they're suckers who got served. But they mm. were, in fact, mm -mm. served. Mm -mm -mm. Well, John, I'm glad you brought that up. Because that brings us to our first ad of... Uh, show that we're going to do here. Um, this is uh, for um, B2K uh, Accident Injury uh, Associates. Um, and this is uh, Omarion <laughs> is, um, is going to be uh, giving us an ad read for uh, his legal services. However, Omarion really likes to, you know, um, attract um, clients of every kind. You know, he, li he likes to, um, to look at the uh, the accident injury attorneys who who have uh, blown up before him so he kind of takes on the um the impression of uh jim adler the texas hammer so even though it says it's you know even though omar omar is reading this as himself he's he's doing a jim adler impression um okay. so if you could I'm, open I'm glad that up. because i was like i don't know if i can act this as omarion without sounding kind of racist so like, <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a very thin fourth wall I was building there, but way to way to break right through it. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, oh my god, if I gotta try to do an Omarion impression from this movie, I don't think that's gonna come across the way that we want it to. <laughs> no, and yeah, well, guess you thought about that. It might it uh, might be in bad taste, is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why we're trying to we're cleansing the palate, trying to give you some good taste here. Yeah, give us so, some Jim again, Adler. Now I can do some Jim Adler. Yeah. Yeah. So again, this is Omarion, the service hammer. Uh, ad read. Whenever you're ready, there, Sir Jelly. <clears throat> All right. What's cracking, my accident and injury victims? It's your man, Omarion, the accident and injury pop locking justice serving attorney. I'm not just dropping beats, but I'm also dropping knowledge on accident cases. I'm not going to let your case get lost dancing in the background of the bureaucratic legal system like it's Kevin Federline twerking in a music video. I'm the lawyer who will have you saying, Omarion, serve me justice, and B2K is still relevant. Uh, Omarion, if we can give a, if we can give a quick note, um, yeah. Jim Adler is usually, he's just, he's infuriated. Um, while he's he's giving you uh, legal services or you know uh, asking yeah, for your yeah. legal services, so if you could just inquire that further into the into the continued read, that would be great. <clears throat> okay, thought it was, but maybe I just need to get angrier. All right, <clears throat> picture this: you're gliding through life, hitting those moves, and suddenly, bam! You catch a curveball that sends you spinning faster than a DJ's turntable. Most lawyers might do the cha-cha around the details, but not me. Cha-cha is not even my demographic. I'm breaking it down like a dance battle. No missteps allowed. These suckers are here to get served, and I'll be the one serving them. Breathe in, breathe out, because justice is what I'm all about. If life hits that's, you, that's, that's great, Omarion. Can I, can I try doing uh, just giving you... One one uh, you know read from a paragraph myself to just to kind of give you an idea of what we're going for here for your sure, sure. for your uh, ad here yeah. Uh-huh. If life hits you with a move you weren't ready for, I'll step to the streets on your behalf. I don't give a fuck if I wasn't in that movie. Omarion, your accident injury lawyer. I'll have those insurance companies dropping like it's hot to settle your claim. It's not just about justice. It's about making suckers mad because they know they just got served. Justice, that is. So, Omarion, do we do we kind of see what we're, yeah, what we're trying I, to go I, for? I feel like that's a little more WWE than Jim Adler, but but I get where you're going, you know. Sorry, sorry. Before we get back to recording the ad, uh, Omarion, um, are, are you? Do you mean to tell me that you you couldn't see Jim Adler in a WWE match? <laughs> Maybe that would be his name, the Texas Hammer. That's a signature move because Hammer's nail hides uh, the walls. Right. And uh, I rest my case, Omarion, if you can continue the last paragraph. Okay. <clears throat> Whether you've been served by a legal curve or slipped on drama thicker than Wade Robson's dance career, look into it. I'm your legal maestro. Let's turn that stumble into a victory dance. Omarion. The lawyer will have you saying, you got served justice. B2K tickets are also available. Fantastic. You really you really nailed it in that last one there. Yeah. Good, great. I, I can't yeah. even begin to fathom the amount of clientele that you're going to have coming your way. 
I, I just imagined Jim Adler doing WWE is what I did. There we go. We found it. We found <laughs> yeah. <the network. laughs> yeah. That's all we needed. Yeah. Have you seen those um, Jim Adler uh, commercials of him uh, doing it in Spanish? Oh, yes, I have. Yeah. Absolutely priceless. Because the man does not, it, like, everything translates. Like, I don't even, you know, I don't know half of what he's saying other than, yo, so is Jim Adler. <laughs> you don't get uh, Jim Adler commercials out there, do you? No, but I have YouTube. Okay. And also, he was he was um, he was featured on an episode of Last Week Tonight, which they did a, just a great uh, parody of his commercial as well. Nice. Yeah, I, I remember as a kid seeing his commercials and being like, "What?" Yeah, fantastic. And then when his son gets in the mix, oh, oh yeah, yeah, his a, son is doing it time. now too. Yeah. Oh, those hammers, you know. The hammers nail hides. What, what, what is that you're saying there? Like, what, it's from one of his old commercials where he was talking about, because he's the Texas hammer, and basically he was going to pound them for all the money you deserve or whatever, you know? And he was doing that, and he was mm-hmm. like, hammers nail hides the walls. And, you know, like, and so I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm the Texas hammer. I don't remember exactly what it was. I just remember that line. Like, yeah. Say it one more, one more time. Hammers nails hides the wall? Ham- yeah, like, like he's going to nail your hide to the wall. Hammers nails hides the wall. That, hammers that's, nail hides two walls. Nail is a verb, or like hammers nailing your hide to the wall. Oh, hammers nail your your hide to the wall. I thought you were saying like that nails were hiding in the wall. I was no, no, no. But, hide like, like, like your skin, <laughs> like yeah. your hide. Hammers yeah. nail hides the what wall. Kind of crack is Jim Handler on? <laughs> like, yeah, we make the, the nails hide inside the walls. <laughs> Yeah, not hammers. That's how, that's how not, scary not, it, with a Texas hammers, hammer is. Yeah, it's not nails owned by the hammer. It, 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 it's I got the you. action yeah. the hammer performs. It nails, in this case uses a verb, a hide to a wall. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Yeah. 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 Very, very clever, Jimmy. Very clever. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you, um, did you get the Wade Robson reference in there? Was that the guy on the opposite team? No, he's the guy who is like the MC of the last um, battle. The guy that they come out, he's like, oh, and you might know him from uh, being a choreograph, uh, choreographer for um, such and such and such and such pop stars. Oh, um, I didn't catch his name. I saw where he was saying, like, I've choreographed for Britney Spears and all these people. But yeah, I ain't yeah. never seen nothing like tonight. You know, the only thing that like it, it definitely. Um, strikes different now it didn't then but it's 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 almost like going back and watching jerry seinfeld's comedian where the um the climax of the documentary is when he uh goes and meets uh bill cosby and this movie was made in 2000 and so it was like it had a now if you watch it today it's like oh this has a whole different meeting you know a whole different feel to it yeah something to do with the uh, cosby and and George well and, the cosby name has just been sullied so it's like almost like even just yeah with him or mentioning him is like taboo now so with wade robson um what he's more known for now because at this time he was known for being uh you know a, a, a highly sought after choreographer and he had like um hip-hop dance your way to 
losing pounds or whatever. He had like some workout tapes like that. And um, now he's more known as uh, one of uh, Michael Jackson's uh, more well-known uh, accusers. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing that here. Yeah. And I, I think he's, he might have like his stage name or choreographer name. It's Wade Rob, I think. I don't know, because I think that's all he said was, hey, it's Wade Rob or whatever. But Wade Robson, yeah. And um, he said, uh, like, if you're looking it up, it says he's Australian, but I mean, the guy has, like, the, you know, well, a- accent. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to say, the guy's got, like, a, the you know, strongest SoCal accent you've ever heard. It's like, just like, yo, what's up? I'm Australian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That would be awesome, an Australian SoCal, and he's just like, "Oi, hang ten, bro!" Like you know, <laughs> steps up. The waves are gonna go crashing down like crikey, crikey. <laughs> yeah. But um, so yeah, it's like watching this. Oh, oh shit! You know, and like it just every every awful joke just comes in the head every time he talks. You're like, man. It, I haven't seen anything this bad since. Like, well, hold up. I think you probably probably experienced something slightly worse than this. Yeah, yeah. At that point, <laughs> he was still holding it inside. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, you know, kudos to the man for uh, for you know speaking his truth after all these years. Uh, yeah. But it's uh, brings a whole new meaning to that "breathe in, breathe out" song. Like, just that that got me. I noticed that all it did was say "breathe in, breathe out" like forty times. That was a good song, though. I like the uh, track. Like I said, I I I really enjoyed this um, the soundtrack of this movie. Other than dog shit, Claire de Lune, Claire de Lune with an eight oh eight. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well have had some guy going like, oh, oh, what the fuck are you doing? You know, hey, they took a swing. They just miss. Sometimes you take a swing and you miss. You know. Yeah, well, I, I think there was a there was a period of time in here where remixing stuff like that was popular. Oh, for sure, and I don't think it's necessarily gone away. I just think it's, as you said, maybe it's just less popular. Um, well, because like you remember when we were in high school, it had just been a few years after this that one song came out got really popular. That was just all it was was set to, uh, like the nursery rhyme, like "Do your ears hang low?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I forgot what the lyrics of the nursery rhyme were because that that song just got so popular. Yeah. I just think about the chain. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I remember the time thinking, like, this is ridiculous. How is it? How is it popular? I remember kids in band like trying to play it, and I was like, really? Like, you're gonna learn it? Like, well, here's my my um, rebuttal to that, sir. I mean, the the chain hang low. That actually makes more sense to me. I could fathom that. What is it? What are they talking about with, with do your ears hang low? Who knows the origin behind that? I think it's just yeah. a fun song. Well, every quote unquote fun, you know, children's nursery rhyme also always has like some dark undertones, you know? Yeah. So, so I kind of commend them for making this about uh, wearing jewelry because if I, if, if it was like, you know, I don't know, um, Red Rover, Red Rover. Like my God, what a what an awful song about uh, children dying of the plague. Well, that's what a uh, pocket full of posies was a uh, was. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. ashes to ashes. Oh, what a yeah. good time! 
Oh, the children. I'm back. trying to remember how that even goes. But yeah, it was like a pocket full. Of, oh, oh, ring around the rosy. That's what it was. Yes, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, you know, who knows about Red Rover? Who knows? Who knows what atrocities they're speaking about with that? Is that like your dog dying? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what song that was. I don't think it was Claire de Lune. I'm pretty sure it was, man. But um, yeah. Anyways, I. Uh, it was just like a trip down memory lane for me, uh, going back and watching this movie. You know, it's uh, it is the old. I mean, I think um, Amarion might have went on to have a, a solo career. Maybe Marcus Houston as well. Marcus Houston went and did a bunch of acting after this. He uh, did like all the later House Party movies, like House Party Four, the like straight to DVD five. ones. Yeah, yeah. Which I think they actually even remade House Party again with some other people that I'm not familiar with. But it was like, oh, dude. Uh, yeah, I think um, they recently did a remake. Yeah. Yeah, now that you mentioned I, it, I kind of forgot all about that. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I guess it makes sense if you think about it, but I just assumed it was because, you know, Omarion and Marcus Houston aren't exactly giant individuals, but, like, it's like the average break dancer, like, five foot six. Because, you know, you got, like, um, Steve Harvey, who's, you know, he's a tall guy, but I don't think he's, like, you know, he's not a giant. I think, at best, he's probably six foot two, right? But, like, he just stands, like, towering over them. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's six one. So, like, that's tall, but that's not, like, yeah, they all, tall. They were, it's just, like, a couple inches above average. Like, yeah, they most of the, the bad break dancers, aside from Kevin Federline, who I totally forgot was in this movie as well. I didn't even recognize him either. Shows you how well I know any of this stuff. But yeah. Well, dude, I mean, he was. This was before he was dating Britney, and it was like, of course, before he was dating Britney, all he was known as being a backup dancer. He's he's in Wade's crew as a uh, the guy. Uh, well, one of the guys in a tracksuit uh, who has a ponytail. Yeah, I would say that that doesn't narrow it down much in this. No, movie. I was going to say yeah, it's. Yeah, it's only yeah, it's only four other men in that in that group, which is just great, man. Which, by the way, I, you know, I'm happy for them at the end of the movie. You know, uh, Little Saints, the uh, the group as they come to call themselves after B2K killed killed a child in their own movie. Just crazy to think that a, a movie centered around a boy band is like, you know what? We need to we need to have a dead kid. In this Dude, that film. that seems like it came out of nowhere. That seems like they had writers yeah. block, and we're like, all right, how are we going to get these guys back together? Basically, like they had their ending predestined, but they're like, how are we going to get from point A to point B? And we're like, we'll kill the kid. That's great motivation. <laughs> yeah. So what's wild is that they did that, and you would think, okay, well, this would be the turning point of why they would have to get back together to face them. But no, they don't need. They're like, nah, still fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to go do it solo. Until it gets to the last minute, it's like, hey, man, there's only 10 minutes left in the movie. What do you say? Let's ah, stick it to right. these guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. Everything's the squashed kid wasn't now. enough. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Losing, a, losing a nine-year-old wasn't enough. I mean, that was just enough for us to name, to name our group after him. But yeah. we're not going to, like, you know, squash old beef. Because yeah, exactly. death but, of a child. But I'm still mad. That's the thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So back to my original point. Of like you know I, I'm psyched that um, you know they win at the end and they get the they get the fifty thousand dollars but like and ain't there at least bare minimum ten people in that group and it's prize money so you know it's heavily taxed yeah and yeah 
So what are we talking here? Like a, a couple thousand a piece for everybody? It's not. Unfortunately, I don't think it's like as life changing as money as as they hoped it would be. Oh no! no, no. Yeah, I was thinking that same thing. Also, speaking of which, I mean, I guess they are getting a little more because I guess they don't have to pay the gang what the gang leader back anymore. They don't have to pay back uh, Little Joe from uh, um, Half Past Dead. Oh yeah, that was him, wasn't it? Yeah, I saw. Like, <laughs> oh shit! But uh, there's a theme here. Here's my thing. What was Steve Harvey's character? Like, I was basically, as I was watching Develop, and after right. he was saying, like, I took care of that, I was like, so is he, like, the actual, like, gang leader that runs that neighborhood, but he's, like, benevolent? Right? Yeah. He's like, I just want to take care of these kids. They're, they're dancing fools, and I just want to make yeah. sure that they're taken care of, and I can't let something like that go down in my neighborhood, you know? And, like, he's yeah. really the closeted, like, godfather of that area, like... I'm so glad you said that because I was going to make that like even thinking it was a very outlandish and funny point. But it's like, yeah, he he is clearly the, the benevolent kingpin of Baldwin Hills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I've run this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Baldwin Hills boss. Because basically just because he said so, like that guy's not yeah, a problem yeah. anymore. Like, exactly. he sent his, and like Yeah. And what happened? He said he sent his guy to take care of it. It's like, whoa, OK. Yeah, yeah. And and to put one further, Steve Harvey is in uh, this storyline is just known for running the community center, you know, where he's hosting all these dance battles. But I didn't see him taking a cut of the profits. You know, how is he? He's he's staying open in Baldwin Hills as a nonprofit. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that's a front. <laughs> so, so, I was going to say, sounds like a good way to launder your money. <laughs> Probably got a lot. Of, exactly, exactly. Yeah. A money launder. What, what is his character's name? Mister what? Oh well, uh, Mister Rad. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Which would have been great if, like, after he's yeah, at the end of him talking to oh, um, Marcus Houston's sister, he's like, Mister Rad knows everything that goes on, Mister Rad's neighborhood. And uh, whatever his name is, Little Joe from Half Past Dead ain't going to be yeah. a problem. She's like, oh, my God, th- thank you so much, Mr. Red. Yeah, kiss the ring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, what did you do? How did you ever convince him? Be like, he's dead. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. be like, Little Joe ain't doing – Yeah, be like, Little Joe ain't doing nothing no more. Like, <laughs> yeah, he ain't going to be a problem for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just like, better yet, who do you think had your brother had his ass whipped? Thought he was gonna go smuggling in my fucking sh- in my neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. It was like all he did was give an excuse to take out the competition. <laughs> He's been a thorn in my side for too long. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like God, that, that Mister Rat is is one cutthroat motherfucker, but he gives these kids great advice. Yeah, exactly. I was like, but he's really got him on the straight and narrow. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a monster, but but the, he's a great influence on the kids. <laughs> yeah, don't want to go too dark, but I mean, where was he when Little Saint died? Huh? Maybe it was a setup. Oh, by the way, like we get, we can agree that Little Saint is no no way he's older than nine years old, right? Yeah, yeah if so, not by much. He had to be like ten, eleven max, like. And so they said. Um, when they were at uh, Marcus Houston's, uh, he was pre-puberty for sure. Like his yeah, voice when, was still when the, high. Yeah. When members of B2K were all at um, uh, Marcus Houston's um, home, which I assume was uh, the former office of a dentist, um, <laughs> did you see? Like, did you see their their window frame in their in their front door? 
Like they had they had the they had the glass uh, window design, but it's shaped like a fucking tooth. It is so distracting. No, I hadn't <laughs> noticed that. It look, I dude, if you go back and I swear to God, it looks like a, a tooth with a root and everything. Like it looks like oh, that's that's where. Like if I'm lost and like where is the dentist? Oh, door with a tooth. That's gotta be go. it. And they're like, get out of my house. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Just but you yeah. can understand where like. <laughs> I yeah, get you, out. You, you get it, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyways, where was I going with that? Oh, um, so yeah, like, it was like, man, like, I was always telling Little Saint, you know, like, how important friendship was, and he, you know, he'd always say to me, like, um, the two main guys from B2K, and, uh, <laughs> and he's like, you know, if we were, if we were, you know, keeping an eye on him, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have died, uh, out cruising around with his friends like cruising around with his friends <laughs> yeah what in a stolen vehicle because they certainly don't have licenses but yeah i'm gonna say well that's that's how we die right <laughs> like being a nine-year-old and like trying to drive in la traffic you're, you're toast so i was pretty close the kid uh, was born in 92 so i made him 12 when it was released so probably 11 during filming oh wow but he was a young looking you know but even then 11 shirts. like we're not talking like i mean that's still a kid yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Still wouldn't expect him to, to handle, uh, you know, just hopping in someone's car. and Yeah, what, what like, so, cruising down, you know, Crenshaw? Like, you, you know? It is, like, well, even that, it's just a child operating a motor vehicle. Like, of course he died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Wait, wait, it wasn't from the crash? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 he died before they could crash. <laughs> well, yeah, especially yeah. because they said somebody sprayed up the vehicle. So were these, like, 11-year-old gangs? Like, did they have beef with, like... They had beef in Mr. Rad's neighborhood, and he wasn't going to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Rad knows everything that goes on in Mr. Yeah. Rad's neighborhood. neighborhood. I still yeah. can't. I'm still just like this, and I cannot believe a boy band movie killed a child. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to make a, a parody skit for Mr. Rogers, but it's Mr. Rad's neighborhood. <laughs> Dude, for sure, man. Yeah. What's wild to me is they, they kill a kid. In their in their boy band movie, but clearly, like you could tell, it was a producer's note or their manager's note of like it's a like a weird fade early fade to black when they first go and pick up. I get I can't I don't know if it's um, Little Joe's money that they're giving to the like the guys that are dealing the drugs or if they're dealing if they're giving them the drugs to whatever. Anyways, they're smuggling for him, right? And it's like they do a hard cut before, like it was like, well, that could have been like a pretty cool montage of them going, you know, door to door and doing whatever. But I guarantee, like, one of their managers or somebody who was looking after them, the publicists are like, we cannot have our boy band kids like <laughs> dealing drugs in this movie. Like, we can show them picking up money for the drugs, but we can't show them doing the exchange because it was just a weird cut of like. You know, like, oh, we're going to have to go do this real shady thing just so we can yeah. make ends meet. Fade to black. They're waking up on, on Marcus Houston's mom's couch. Yeah. But, yeah, they do that, the but, point. like, I guess oh, the but, point was... but it, yeah, a child dying? Put that in that B2K movie. But, you know? Yeah. we got to have them argue about this and then still not resolve their differences over yeah, a dead yeah, like child. They're, they're very callous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They'd be like, I don't care. Oh, the whole crew could die. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah dude what is uh because you do me a favor look up because um I, what does the b2k stand for because from boys to men all i can think of is like 
boys to kids, boys to killers, boys to uh, clowns yeah. with a K. I'm sure it probably got something to do with Y2K, like like boys 2000 or something. Let's that actually see. makes a lot. That makes a lot more sense. Especially yeah. like when they were coming out, you know. I was going to say yeah, because it probably took them a few years before they were huge like this. Because this movie was like the last big thing they did. I think they had a really big album that is obviously somewhat featured in the movie. And then this movie came out and then they just kind of, you know, like a lot of pop musicians do just kind of teetered off, which, you know, is where yeah, it is. Dang, I, I hit the nail on the head. Together they would adopt a B2K, the name B2K, an acronym for Boys of the New Millennium, a reference to the Y2K era. God damn, Johnny, you were one one hell of a detective. Uh, yeah. I have been I've been it was a hunch. You know, just, yeah, I've been just stewing on that for well over a week. Like, what does that mean? You know, I'll, I'll just wait to ask John because I'm too lazy to Google it myself. Because I could have Googled it anytime this last week. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like well, on my phone, like without even getting up. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you know I like to live in a perpetual state of uh, believing that it's nineteen ninety-five. You know what? You That's know? retro. And I think that that B2K yeah. would appreciate that. For a movie like this, like this was before the smartphone generation. Like this was like mm-hmm. like I don't know, I don't know, maybe people in bigger cities yeah. had faster internet, but I know we all had dial up in uh, 2004. Yeah. Heavy heavily uh influenced um flip phone movie. A lot yeah. a lot of flips, a lot of phones flipped in this movie. That was back when the flip phone was cool. Like you oh man, like your phone folds in half. Oh. They still are, you know, like the it's um aesthetically pleasing. That's probably not the right term for it, but, you know, feeling the flip, hearing it, you know, the click. Yeah. A lot more pleasing than. than they're bringing uh, them the back now. Now with technology, they're even getting like where it's a smartphone, but the screen folds in half. So it's still a flip phone. But you yeah, flip I got a feeling. Yeah, I got a feeling those screens probably get fucked pretty early, though. I would imagine. I, I think a major problem with those is they get a crease on the fold. Yeah, like a visible for crease. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're gonna. What are you gonna do? Put like a screen protector that folds. That's that doesn't look like it's gonna look good. You yeah. Know? So I don't know. It's just, Seems gimmicky. I mean, they've been those have been around for a while. So and like they still haven't really caught on. So I think, I think America's just moved past the phone that flips. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, another few years with tech, we'll see what they come up with. But yeah. Yeah. Of course, that's if AI just, doesn't yeah. conquer us all in the meantime. Yeah, but just to get you know some bad news from what's this flick? Marcus yeah. Houston's in the hospital. Oh, Let's God. go right now. Yeah. I still hate that guy, but dude, I I get that it's like playing on the old tropes of like the guy being very protective of his sister, but the creepiest one eighty I've ever seen in a in film history, perhaps, is at the end. He's like, "That's all you got for your girl." Like, all right, Marcus, uh, let's calm I'm down. Watching? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know how comfortable like, I feel about you, but like, yeah, make yeah, make out with my sister. Yeah. <laughs> like, I approve now. Give her some tongue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, now reach around and grab her ass. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, dude. Like, I think yeah. that's a little like, yeah. Much. Yes, that is all I have. That is all I have for her in public, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Marcus. Let's everything else we'll we'll hold off in private. Yeah. Out of respect for you. <laughs> nah, nah. I don't. I don't need that. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. No, no, we do it now. Yeah, I get why you were you were fighting. You weren't you weren't fighting me off your sister. You were fighting off your own your own demons of like God with your sister. Jesus Christ, man. And what a again, 
it's just a movie and you know these these tropes have to be in there in order to move the plot forward but like what a, what a terrible influence for his, his for the, him being an older brother to his, his younger sister can i and it, again this is just me showing my age of like looking at this from the perspective of a 35 year old man versus a 14 year old boy when they're talking about like man how are we going to get like 1500 dollars to pay back I'm just thinking over over here, my middle aged ass, like get a job, you fucking bum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How about you try getting a job? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you fill out applications. Uh, you wait for one to hire you. You work a forty hour a week. Fifteen hundred dollars solved. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the guy <laughs> yeah, already you told no you bills. he's going to get a. He's giving you a few weeks. He's giving like, you three weeks. Yeah, that is plenty of time to get your ass to Burger King. Fucking yeah. two weeks. You'll have fifteen hundred dollars. Like yeah. <laughs> he's not. He, he like. Poor little Joe, man. He's giving this kid all the leeway in the in, that he could have, and still Steve Harvey's gonna fucking kill yeah, him. Yeah, and Mr. Rascal gonna go kill him. Like he was like, man, yeah. <laughs> I came in three weeks. I'm not even charging him interest. He's supposed yeah. to time to get a decent yeah. job. He has no bills. He lives with his mom. He borrows money from his grandpa. What do you want from me, Mr. Rat? Yeah, like, come on. He's the problem, not me. Well, yeah, <laughs> this kid is a financial disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. Now the problem is, little Joe, you can't dance for shit. And then, like they That'd put a paper bag over his head or a plastic bag. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you just hear his last words are like, "Mr. Rabbit, whatever you do, don't lend him money." <laughs> and then, like, yeah, he just dies. Like, a... <laughs> I should have stuck to playing PlayStation Two golf. Ugh. Yeah, poor bastard. Is this what I he's broke out real, of prison? He's the real victim in this movie. He's the real yeah. victim. He gives these kids an opportunity. Like you lazy asses, y'all won't go out and get a real job. I guess I need somebody. So, like I don't, I don't feel good about it making you kids, but nobody else is going to do it. Everybody else is wanting to get a, you know, a job and <laughs> a steady income. In their defense, not that it pays great now, but this was, I think, in '04. I think minimum wage was still like five fifty an hour. Um, possibly, but I will give you the um. Add a caveat of whatever the minimum wage was, uh, it was higher in California. Most likely double because the minimum wage in California is actually double of what the minimum wage is in the national across the nation. Very okay, possible. And like you said, it's not like he's got any bills other than exactly other than expensive yeah. jogging suits yeah. that I guess I'm he's got to buy. For- yeah. Let's make that clear. I'm not by any means saying that minimum wage is something a person who you know has you know stuff to has to afford life without you know living in his parents house it is bonkers not enough money at all but i'm just saying like it may have taken him a few the whole few weeks to get the 1500 bucks you know yeah but he would have saved his life (laughs) would have been in danger tooth house would have been fine yeah (laughs) like that's just crazy to me like man where are we going to get 1500 dollars Take your ass to fucking McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, you find a job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff, man. Well, and also, let's face it, 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 it's California. Like, he could have found a job, not just at fast food. There's, like, like there's a lot of farming out there. Like, he could have worked on some of that. Like, you know, like, <laughs> dude, be, well, be, that, season, that, that's, be seasonal labor. Come on. Like, it, is it worth your that life? That seems like a bit of a stretch. I don't know how how much trans public transportation gets out to the farms out of L.A. County. Well, I mean, fair enough. But uh, again, <laughs> life's on the line. Like, figure something yeah. out. Like, 
man, my life's on the line. I got to get $1,500. Either I deal, either I find another drug dealer to work for, or I go out to a farm and go 70 fruit. miles away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's like, a thought. I didn't see him coming up with any ideas. A, don't, don't rag on me. At least I'm, at least I'm spitballing here. Yeah. <laughs> Worst influence there, you know? Yeah. Out of all the, yeah. Worst influence yet, maybe the most trustworthy uh, Caucasian character in the movie, dude. Did you, like when the the Wade character, the main villain, yeah, when he showed up, like, did you like, holy shit, what, like, I, I don't, I haven't watched that much anime, but I know for sure he's got to look like one of the anime characters. Oh yeah, that was definitely very much like that was again such a. I remember when like that crazy spiky hair was really popular and like yeah. it always looked like you just stuck your finger in an electric socket and. Yeah. Oh, man. And the saddest part about watching that at the end when, you know, they get their payback and they get to tell Wade and his crew that they're suckers and they got served. You know, it yeah. was obviously not, not a great moment for Wade, but I'm thinking like, you know, 20 minutes after their celebration, realistically, the only person, the only group of people that are experiencing a happily ever after is this dance crew that lives in Orange County. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm not shitting on Baldwin Hills. Like, you know, I'm not disclosing my location, but let's just say I am not very far from it. You know, it's uh, it life's a little little harder out here yeah. than it is in Orange County. You know, Wade's just gonna go home to his parents' mansion and be like, "Man, Dad, you'll never believe it. Like these dance crews that I I served last time I, I faced them." They served me on MTV, and they called me a sucker, Dad. Oh, uh, gee, real sorry about that, Wade. You know what? Yeah, gee, here's gee, 50, son. Here's 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 fifty thousand dollars just for you <laughs> to make you oh, feel I'm, better. I was just gonna have his dad go. Well, gee, son, uh, this is the last time I'm gonna tell you. Get a job, or I'm cutting you off. I'm like, <laughs> you know, like you're a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. That's awful, Wade. You gotta be a yeah. fucking paralegal now, or are you gonna bitch all day? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Let's let's even this out. Let's uh let's make it to where Wade has an abusive father when he gets home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take out those stupid goddamn spikes, put on a tie. Smack smack. Oh dude. No, I I enjoyed this. What what was your, your first thoughts um when just uh just just basking in in the first half hour of this movie? Um, I thought, what the hell? And then I thought, dang, it's only been a half hour. Feels longer. <laughs> <You know? Aww. laughs> My man, what about what about the montages? You can't tell me there weren't some great montages in here. I mean, dance, dance group montage. I will say it was definitely nostalgic. I remember this being advertised on TV, and I kind of just remember like that era of like hip-hop style being like all over mtv obviously this yeah. was parodied a ton dude i was gonna say it reaches the point of parodying itself when it's like they're <laughs> they're having like a you know like a rocky versus drago montage of like you know doing dancing by themselves in the rain yeah what was the one that there was one jamie what's his name jamie kennedy was in a parody of this what was oh, that, that was uh you know what I was? Yeah, which actually that wasn't that. I mean, it bombed the box office, but I didn't really think it was that bad. I mean, it wasn't. Oh, kicking it old ever. school, kicking it old school. Yeah, yeah. And he like 
he I think the premise is that like he as a young man, as a young break dancer, he falls into a coma from doing a break dance move in the nineties and then wakes up present day and then tries to get back into it. And that's, that's the, yeah. It's a yeah, pretty good premise good. for a comedy. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It could have been executed a little bit better, but you know, I like just the the premise itself is pretty funny. That's like been a premise to do a number of things. I'm pretty sure what's her name? Uh Rebel Wilson was just recently in a movie where she went in a coma and then had to come out and finish high school. And like, you know, mm. that seems yeah, to be yeah. one of the vehicles that's somewhat commonly used is like, just throw the character in a coma, allow for the passage of time. Yeah. I mean, they did that with, um, was it Miss March? That movie was long- funny, but yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, Trevor. Yeah. From, Jesus. I'm so, so from white as kids. So embarrassing. Know. Yeah. Hell is his last name? One of my favorite comedians, man. I, I almost I know I'm gonna say Trevor Noah, but I know that's the guy from The Daily Show. Um Trevor Trevor Moore. Trevor Moore, yeah. Oh man, he was the best. Dude, what what happened? Like, do you know? I mean, nobody outright said it, I think out of respect, but you know, most somewhat healthy looking, you know late 30s early 40 year olds don't just drop dead from nothing and you know when people don't outright say like oh it was a brain aneurysm kind of context clues let you know that it was uh you know not any of those things so what else yeah, could blunt, have blunt force head trauma oh shit yeah really yeah it says after being involved in an accident his residence resulting in blunt force head trauma TMZ reported that Moore fell from the upstairs balcony of his home at around 2.30 a.m. Jesus. Subsequent toxicology reports identified alcohol as a contributing factor. Huh. I mean, yeah. That is um, awful. It's terrible. It's terrible. But that just yeah. makes me, yeah. That makes me think of uh, one of his best, uh, why just kids you know, sketch, um, where they're uh, parading, um, uh, what is the documentarian uh, who does Super Size Me? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but I can't think of his name. But basically, the concept of Super Size Me is he's you know gonna do nothing but eat McDonald's every day for thirty day thirty days, and then their and their parody Trevor is like, "All right, I'm gonna go on a whiskey diet." Morgan Spurlock. Uh, uh, yeah, of uh, yeah, he's doing like a Morgan Spurlock. <laughs> like he's like, I'm just gonna take. Nothing but whiskey for thirty days straight. All right, starting off with breakfast. Takes a sh- takes a shot of breakfast. All right, well, still pretty hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and, then get, and then of course, obviously, he just gets shit faced throughout the sketch. Yeah. <laughs> just the best thing to say after like taking a, <laughs> a shot of whiskey for breakfast. Well, uh, still pretty, pretty still pretty hungry. So good, R.I.P. Man. Yeah. Uh, what got us talking about him though? Oh, Miss March. Yeah. Miss March. Yeah, it's we it. were talking about the the coma trope. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is a pretty. I didn't really think about it, but it is a pretty common trope. I mean, especially in romantic comedies, like um, there's someone with Sandra Bullock, where um, she's in love with a guy who's in a coma that she's never met. And then when the guy comes out of the coma, she 
it sounds psychopathic now, um, but it was like a '90s rom com, <laughs> and like, and it's you know, it's Sandra Bullock. So, oh, isn't she adorable for being a psycho? <laughs> but like, it's like uh, she convinces the guy who comes out of a coma that they're that she's his girlfriend, and that like, oh, you just don't remember. Sounds like the plot of a horror story, but it's like supposed to be a real, real sweet, cute comedy. Yeah. Uh, um, I remember what you're talking about. I cannot remember the name though. But it's, it, I mean, that's like anything though. Like, if it's played up for Rome, like, here, let me get lip. Let me put it this way: almost anything in a rom-com movie would be creepy if it was done in real life. Honestly, I think that would be my my pitch to uh. Studios, hear me now. I want to remake that movie as a horror film. And Sandra yeah. Bullock can come back to reprise the role. Yeah, it's called While You Were Sleeping. That's yeah, fairly perfect young title for a horror. Ninety-five, yeah. yeah. Perfect, still perfect title for, for a horror film. Yeah. Let's get Jordan Peele on this shit. This sounds like yeah, like, and like it's just amazing that like they have all the. The con- the whole entire construct of like a just a, a scary suspense film, like, but would it be cute though, with Sandra Bullock being the love interest? Dude, that I think we're onto something. We could start remaking movies like that. But makeup is like we're gonna make it as like a suspense horror. Absolutely, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be kind of like Misery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I always uh, dig those re-edited trailers. Like somebody made Misery as like a rom com, you know? Yeah. They put different music with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All he had to do is put uh, Peter Gabriel's One Tree. Is it climbing up? No, Salisbury Hill. Yeah, we we made that, I made that joke before. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh man. Although that movie that? does have Peter Boyle, so that's pretty cool. Which one? Uh, while you were sleeping, I just looked it up. Oh, here. really? Yeah. Well, damn. Maybe maybe we need to check it out. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I was. I was just fine talking shit about it, but then you said Peter Boyle. I'm like, well, hold up. Let's take it seriously now. See, that guy'll do <laughs> that guy's in in like everything. And, and and the movie's never bad because of him. Like, remember, he was in Red Heat. Yep. He sure yeah. was. Yeah. Now, I, was I enjoyed that we were having yeah. We're having a through line with our movies. But I like I like for it to come more organically by accident. Like I was I was heavily tickled that little Joe came up in this movie. Yeah, you know, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, that that should yeah. be something we should do. We should pick out. We should like, make. A we should make actor. t-shirts. Yeah. yeah, we should make t-shirts. Justice for Little Joe. Justice for Little Joe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. PlayStation Two for Little Joe. <laughs> yeah, a man can't catch a break in any movie we've seen him in. He just got sent back to prison. Yeah, I, we hope he got sent back to prison. Yeah. Uh, God willing. Yeah. Mr. Rad, let him go back to prison. Yeah, okay, so the Half Past Dead was before this O2, so he got out, uh, ran a drug ring around Southern California, and got sent sent back yeah. or killed. That's that's my, my fan theory. I'm going to say it was very much of a Godfather scenario of, like, just when he thought he was out, Marion and Marcus Houston pulled him back pulled in. Back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if there was like a deleted scene and he was like, no, nah, kids, I, I don't want to do that life anymore. Please, you're the only one with all the connects. Like, we, can, we can't make it out here without you, little Joe. All right, 
I'll do it for the kids. You don't know what it's like being <laughs> in a Supermax facility. Like, yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever heard of Steven Seagal? Yeah. Y'all don't yeah. understand. The last, oh, no. I can't go back to prison. The last one, a bunch of Matrix cosplayers came out and shot up. Yeah, place. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And all I was trying to do was play some PS2. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Justice for Little Joe. Justice for Little Joe. We'll make t-shirts like the ones they had with the kid on it. Yeah. And then, of course, there's also, speaking of jail, uh, Little Kim's in this film. Yeah, that was wild. Kind of out of nowhere. My question is, because I could have, maybe I'm wrong, but I could have sworn she went to, she did some time as well. Was it before or after this movie? I feel like after. Because this was Hmm. still kind of like, obviously, when she's still relevant and pretty popular. Yeah, but it's not like any rapper who's done time has became, you know, not relevant because they did time. Yeah, it was 2006. She did. Oh, so it was shortly after this. Okay. About a year. What did she, what did she do? That's what I'm trying to find out. um, Here's an old article from 05. Let's see. I guess what I'm trying to find out is, am I harder than Little Kim? Oh, uh, for lying to a federal grand jury. Oh, shit. Yeah. Lying to a federal grand jury to protect friends involved in a 2001 shootout outside of Manhattan radio station. Well, I didn't even know she went to prison, so that's why I had to look it up. Yeah. I just remember it being semi-relevant around this time. And, uh, yeah. Oh Kim, she's uh, she's little oh, in stature, but dude, did you find and, it kind of weird at the yeah. end where they were talking about we're gonna do this like the streets, and they were like, it was it was almost like the only thing they didn't do was wink at each other, like what? Yeah, yeah. Well, I always enjoyed taking that literal, like oh we're gonna take this to the streets, like oh boy, everyone exit the arena right now, they're going to the streets, guys. Oh what? No, we're we're doing we're staying here. We're just. We're just, uh, you know, basically playing uh, like an exhibition game of, uh, of, dan- of break dancing. Like, oh, it's just the, the streets are here. The streets are here, guys. They're here. Like, just in case. I, I guess I'm the only crack, crack in here didn't take the. Yeah, am I the only one who took it? Took it literally. Like, I thought we were all going to be panicking towards the door. I didn't want to miss the final battle. I, I guess it's like street tacos. I could actually go into a storefront too. <laughs> It doesn't actually yeah, have to be at like a food truck or anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, an excerpt from from this movie for sure. Okay, was like, take it to the streets, like street tacos. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's from the writers' room. That's a, that's a behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, when they were like, does this make sense? Yeah, yeah, man, it's like street tacos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. thanks, Johnson. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that might just make me, the final me. cut. Yeah, I love that uh, our Johnson character made his way from. Uh, <clears throat> from making uh, phallic puns in the earnest uh, scared stupid movie and now just uh, like taking the streets literal. Yeah. Um, also, the sound effects when he was getting beat up. Oh my God. Was that not comical? It was like <laughs> yeah. literally like a fucking, like an old Kung Fu movie. That like, literally <laughs> sounds like they just pulled the most generic, like out of a sound effects library, like the most yeah. generic, like punch sound effects, like 
like they finished the whole movie releases tomorrow and they're like oh crap we forgot this scene just throw yeah. those in just throw them in i don't care just throw anything the only yeah the only thing it was missing was like a bruce lee Wah! yeah but it's seriously every sounds like was, every kid yeah. trying to imitate a punch was like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was. Yeah, there was a wild sound in there too. I can't remember it, but it was like it was like holy shit. You only see the sound like a kung old kung fu movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the variation that. of the sounds. Yeah, I would, yeah, that was a bit of a funny mo- moment of like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's- it's one thing like you know I know we were giving shit to um, uh, Red Heat last time with their funny sound effects, but I'll give them this of and Red Heat like even though it was still a goofy sound, it was the same sound. This one was like. Oh, we gotta we gotta hit every note. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have a one in a, a G chord. Of him just randomly drop them in there. Just yeah, yeah. Them. yeah. One with Take lower like bass. The first ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, ting, ting, top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. What what part of the hand makes that noise, or what is it the body part? There, like where it makes them like they're, they're slapping a drum. What? Did you think his sister's acting was very flat too? Yeah, yeah, but also she was super young. Like she might have only been, she might have just turned eighteen for this movie. Because so I looked uh, her up on IMDb as well. I looked, uh, she, like she's only three years older than me. Oh wow! So, so yeah. I mean, I don't. So you know, it, I got to give her some some room there. Like this is. Most definitely, probably her first movie. Who knows if it was her first acting gig or not? Yeah, and I mean, it worked, but at the same time, it was kind of, it just felt a little, uh, I don't know, like she was saying everything the same way. Honestly, it fit right in the movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, everyone was kind of a one note. Megan Good, um, beautiful with two L's, even though she had a necklace that said beautiful only with one L. Oh, she was on a plate of friend, yeah. Yeah, she she kind of had more charisma, but like she was stuck in this trap of just being this, you know, she played a character though. Like yeah, yeah, this, yeah, exactly. Like, but even working with that, I thought she did a good job of you know bringing that to life, even though it was just a cringeworthy character. But like, I don't know. Um, they were all just kind of playing one note or whatever. Like Omarion was just Mister Smiles, Mister Smooth, you know. Yeah, and then. Um, Marcus Houston was supposed to be the hard guy. Like even when they're just like having a the first um, you know exhibition dance off or whatever, like his his facial expressions didn't really like match. Of like, like this is a dance off, man. Like when you try to look at the other side, like you're gonna fucking murder them. Yeah, like <laughs> calm down, dude. Like it's yeah. You guys are literally. I, I don't even know what that yeah. was. You're just jumping around and yeah. Take take a note from. For Mr. Rad, if you want to be his protege, okay, the real the real way to be hard is, is to do it in secret. Be all yeah. smiles up front, and then little Joe's disappear in the background. Dude, Mr. Rad's hiding in plain sight. I guarantee you, he's like FBI most wanted list, but like exactly. nobody even knows. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously like a pay thing. Uh, like, if we're just gonna look at it in the reality of the film, is like Mr. Rad was so hard, Mr. Chuck didn't even say a fucking word without his permission. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But also, that's because you know they didn't want to. He was just a featured extra. They ain't gonna pay him for a fucking line. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> but but and, if we're looking uh, in the re- in the the reality of the universe, I gotta think. I gotta take it as Mr. Rads is such a kingpin of this fucking area. Like, Mr. Chuck, you only show what I need you to show, and you don't say a fucking word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, 
And then, uh, like, oh, this, this local drug dealer giving you a problem. Don't worry. I'll, I'll take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to give Mr. you a problem yeah. no more. And then, you know what Mr. Rad's rebuttal is that? Mr. Chuck, did I say you could speak? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, just take care of um, little Joe. <laughs> and exactly. shut up. Yeah. Yeah. If you already knew what I was going to say, why are you sitting here telling me? Okay, Mr. Red, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. Excuse me, that's funny, but you're exactly right. Like, just a featured extra. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If we, if we give him a line, it changes things. Like, we don't want to have to pay. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Maybe that's just me looking at it too much, a little inside baseball. But it always kind of, like, irks me when I see that. Like, you know, that's just never been, like, a natural thing of, like, to point at somebody, say so much about them, and then that person never says a fucking word. Yeah, it doesn't even <laughs> like, say, hello. And, yeah. In real yeah. life, you're like, oh, is he mute or a fucking psycho? Yeah. <laughs> Not even a, how's it going, everybody? Are we doing gang? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's part of his uh, persona, like how he handles business. Like, he doesn't say anything. He's like, what's his name from Gone in 60 For sure. Seconds? <laughs> he doesn't talk. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's all. It's all of um, the uh, ambiance of Mr. Rad's men, you know? Yeah, and how he hires these yeah. apparent... You ever you ever hear them say anything? It means you're already fucking dead. He hires these tough guys to work a teenage dance competition. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> or, best case scenario, Mr. Chuck's just got a goofy voice. Like, yeah, y'all hear y'all hear what Mr. Red maybe, said? Maybe that I'll is. I'll put it's you like down Mike if Tyson. you come at me. Yeah, yeah, where he's like a yeah. tough, but then you hear him talking. It's like we won the fight, and I think you know. I'm the, yeah. the strongest areas. Um, yeah, but then again, also like Mike Tyson, if you see him hit somebody, you're like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. 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 Doesn't Tyson have the greatest voice you've ever heard in your life? Yeah, it's it? very, <laughs> that's a lovely, lovely voice. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I put him up there with uh, Orson Welles, uh, <laughs> James Earl Jones, and, and Mike Tyson. Those are the three most uh, just powerful, charismatic voices I've ever heard. Dude, Eddie Murphy had a joke about that back in the day where he was talking about Mike Tyson punched people so hard that like after the fights over sometimes like he give him a kiss and he was like usually if anybody give me a kiss another man I'd be like whoa man what like I'll get mad but he's like Mike Tyson hit him so hard that it's like okay that's fine like please just don't hit yeah. him anymore look <laughs> dude Tyson has never been more terrifying than in his prime when he just lost his shit on was it, I think it was reporter and um, I definitely can't say what he said today, um, but it was, uh, I'll fuck you till you love me. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just like the, the combination of the ter most terrifying combination I think could ever come out of from being, uh, you know, having Mike Tyson shouting at you is he's mad at you and he's also hitting on you. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, fuck you till you love me oh god i don't know which one to be more scared of <laughs> like like the the act or the not being able to escape the cuddles afterwards i'm guessing uh that was probably a little before he ended up doing prids in time it was around that time I mean, it was definitely his prime you know i think he might have been going through the uh accusations at the time i, I don't know I'm not a historian of Mike Tyson. I just know that those would uh, 
be the words that would uh, make me forever be a uh, hermit in a different country if my like, well, I'm moving. Yep. yeah exactly yeah you know what? yeah i love my family but are they worth are they worth are they worth me getting the shit kicked out of me and then having to become mike tyson's life partner because i can't escape him neither of those sound fun yeah <laughs> yeah it's not the kind of love i want to experience johnny me neither yeah yeah i think i could do without yeah, well, you got anything else you want to add to uh, the old uh, getting served here? No, I just hope uh, our uh, listeners enjoy being served with this episode. Perhaps they'll watch the film themselves if they haven't already. Well, if they didn't enjoy it, well, guess what, suckers? You got served. They got served either way. <laughs> yeah. So what? Um, it's your turn to choose the next movie. Do you have one in mind? Um, not right now, but I'm sure I'll come up with one very soon. Okay, well, I think that that's a good opportunity to say that I think our next episode, which, you know, if we get to do it live, God willing, um, it will be out of order because our release, we'll do it live next week from this recording, which might be sooner than people expect, but uh, it will just be us chatting it up like an old episode, or I think we want to try to do it, you know, every other one we'll do a movie review. And then another one where we're just, you know, shooting the shit, you know, trying to give them the best of both worlds, Johnny, you know, trying to hit all a little more. Yeah. You know, trying to hit them from all angles, you know, breathe in, breathe out. That's what it's all about. It's breathing in and breathing out. That's right. And this has been another episode of the Big Boys podcast. Y'all stay the fuck out of Mr. Rad's neighborhood. He will kill you. third installment of our third season. Yes, we sure did enjoy serving you up a good old reviewing of You Got Served. But don't worry, dear listener. I would never tell you that you got served. And even much less, I would never call you a sucker. Because I respect you. No, this serving was one of... Something similar to Omarion's justice being served. This was a service of gratitude. For the great film, you got served. And if you don't know now, (laughs) well, chances are you're going to find out. Oh, yes. The prophecies rang true. They told us in 04, and here we are, finding out. Finding out indeed that B2K actually stands for Boys of the New Millennium. Makes so much sense when you, you know, apply logic to the thought process. Although they were called B2K because they were boys to clowns with a K, I... I'd be lying if I said that it wouldn't have tickled my fancy as well. Let me tell you. 
I would have I would have got a good a good chuckle out of that. Oh, oh. oh. You know, I'm not too familiar with their their music, obviously, and not so much with their their uh, body of work before or after this movie. I know that Marcus Houston was a child actor and did some stuff before this, and I presume some stuff after this. And you know, if it comes upon my radar, I I might give it a look see. But my point being is, this was. Mm, such a, such a delectable meal of a movie. So much craziness, you know. So many, so many questions left unanswered, which I, I thoroughly enjoy in watching and reviewing these movies, because it's just it leaves the plot of the films up to the viewer's imagination, and you get to get creative with it. Like, what the hell is Steve Harvey doing in this movie? I'm pretty sure he was cast as a, a guy who was gonna, you know, betray them in the end. And, you know, be a, a man who took advantage of the boys. But then Steve Harvey probably put his foot down and said, No, no, no. I'm a role model. Years from now, I will be hosting Family Feud. You ain't putting this... negativity on my resume. Which... Honestly, Steve-O, I gotta have to agree with. I mean... Just because you play a character who does bad things in a movie, I think your audience is intelligible enough to understand that that's a character in a movie. It's not Steve Harvey betraying a bunch of 19-year-olds in a dance-off. I think they could differentiate between the two. Show me reasoning. Hank. Hmm. And that's my family feud joke for the day. And in closing, as always, I'd like to say... Como se llama hermana? Lo siento, Palapinto. Good night, all my North Texans. And sweet dreams, all my fellow Angelines. That's the term I just made up for Angelinos. And quite possibly, Angelinas. Is that. I was just making a joke about, uh, you know, woman named Angelina, but that could be, uh, you know, a new term for, for ladies who live in Los Angeles. Los Angelinas. I'm an idiot. I need to quit blabbering my mouth. This has been another episode of The Big Boys Podcast. is a podcast produced by Not So Funny or Proud Productions. The team consists of co-hosts, co-producers, and co-editors Brian Hickey and John Sorrels, better known as John the Great. For more information about the duo or this show, please visit us at bigboyspodspot.com. 
or feel free to take a gander at our production page, notsofunnyorproud.com. Look us up on social media and follow us at Big Boys Podspot. New episodes drop every Thursday on every popular podcast hosting platform known to man. So please be sure to like, subscribe, vibe, describe, contrive, confide, collide, abide, preside, tell your tribe, and most importantly, do prescribe. Me and Elixir for talking at the side of my neck. <laughs>